Welcome to Global Minnesota Podcast, connecting, informing, and engaging Minnesotans with the world and exploring important international issues. For a complete list of programs and to join us, visit globalminnesota.org. Those of you who are just joining us, we're so glad you're with us from all over the world. And for those who have been with us all day long or part of the day, we're going to have a very exciting session now. And we've got the woman who's been making this happen in our country, the United States, and all over the world with partners everywhere. I was so thrilled that we could get Dr. Jennifer Williams here today to be part of our process. It's such a worldwide movement, Jennifer. Please start us by telling us, how'd you come to this process and how's that movement going? Uh, thank you so much, Mark, for inviting me into this amazing event today. I'm thrilled to be here with you and your team and all of the educators and stakeholders who are joining from all across our planet. So I'm excited to share with you today about my journey as a global educator and a little bit about our work and some projects that we have coming up that we would love to invite any teachers to be a part of and our mission to really uh, make change from the classroom level. So I have some slides here to share. I am always sharing on social media. I have really gotten interested in spaces like Twitter and Instagram for connecting with what we call our PLN, our professional learning network. So you can find me there at Jen Williams EDU. And I love to share uh, resources and opportunities for educators around things like Teach SDGs, as Mark mentioned, the Sustainable Development Goals, which if you're not yet familiar with these 17 goals that we as a world agreed upon in the year 2015, we'll talk a little bit about those in our session here today. Also, I love the hashtag teach boldly and supporting teachers to find ways to connect their purpose and passion. I also have authored the book teach boldly using a tech for social good with the state organization. And the final hashtag that I love to use is take action edu which connects to my nonprofit organization take action global where I am partnering with teachers all around the world who are on this mission to empower our students to make change at the local levels in their countries and then across the world. I'm going to tell you a couple stories about that today. So I am here in Florida. I come from a background in K-12 education. I got really interested and curious about what it means to be a global citizen in the school I was at last in uh, K-12. So it was a Montessori world school. And I felt like we were kind of checking all of the boxes. We were early adopters with technology. We were focused on topics like geography and cultural studies. We were looking at holidays and clothing. And I thought at the time as a principal that we were really doing a good job of preparing our students for the world. So we were able to have our students travel abroad. We were using the technology that we had to connect our students. It was different back then. So today we can go on Twitter and I can say, I'm here in Florida. I'd love to connect through virtual exchange with a classroom in Mexico. And then I'll get teachers responding. But back then it took about six to nine months to find a school. So we would have to find a ministry of education, find a school to connect with. So it took quite a long time. But in 2014, I moved out of K-12 and moved into higher ed where I started to really 
spend time on spaces like Twitter to meet teachers from around the world who lived and looked differently from me here in my home in the United States. Because up until that moment, my view of what education looked like looked basically like what I had been exposed to. So my perspective of I was in a classroom in Florida as a student, I was in similar classrooms as a teacher in Florida as an educator. And so I started to um, intentionally find ways to connect to teachers in different parts of the world. One of the first teachers who I connected with, um, who's now become one of my dear friends, is a professor in Kenya. So you see here, this is Lloyd, and she sent me a message one day on Twitter. I at the time was involved in an organization called ILA, the International Literacy Association. And she had messaged saying, um, I'm here at the university, we have a local classroom in need of books, would you be able to help? And as teachers do, um, if you have a teacher on the next in the next door classroom, knock on your door and say, we need pencils. You're like, yes, I'll find a way to help. So kind of the same thing with global colleagues. And so I was like, yes, I'll find a way to help. I have um, definitely learned that it's quite tricky to get resources to some of these remote places in Africa, but I'm, I'm still intent on doing so. So getting to know Lois, um, wondering what school looked like in her areas locally, I asked her to send me a picture. And so she sent this photo to me and I kept it. And so this really changed my view of what education can look like in our world. And what I'd say today is um, I look back on that moment and I have to admit, I felt sadness uh, when I saw this photo because I was like, what they don't have, they don't have floors and ceilings and walls. They don't have the resources that I have here in my local schools, like desks and computers and books. But quite quickly, I realized that these students had so much. So seeing them, uh, many of them without clothing, without shoes, school for them, they would walk many miles um, in some harsh terrain to get to this location that for them was called school. So you see a, um, an old chalkboard propped up against a tree. You see a chair there that may or may not have a teacher in it. If the teacher doesn't come that day, um, an older student will jump into that seat and teach. But school for them equals hope. And so they had this intrinsic motivation to come to school to learn because that opportunity exists for them when they see themselves as a student. So this changed everything for me. And I realized as an educator, I needed to learn as much as I, I could possibly learn about schools around the world. So the next classroom I met, um, I had a friend in Bangladesh. So I was like, you're in Bangladesh. I know very little about this country, about the same size geographically as my state here in Florida. But you look at that population difference. And my friend Yusuf sent me a picture and you can see in his classrooms there in Bangladesh, um, many students. So here, typically we would have about 25 students per class. In his schools, you would see between 90 and 120 students in the classroom. And if you don't get a good seat, then you have to sit outside. So you start to look at these images and you think about things like lighting. They don't have microphones like we do in our classrooms generally. So you think about sound quality. Are the students having access to the information that's being provided to them? 
all of these different concerns and thoughts the teachers in these different areas around the world are having to consider that I never even had thought about. The last teacher um, I wanted to share who I met again has become such a dear friend of mine. He actually didn't start off on the path as a teacher. So you'll see here, this is a photo of my friend, Jacob. Jacob, like Lloyd's, had sent me a message on Twitter looking at ways to get resources to his local classrooms. And he came from law. So he was a law student and he wanted to find ways to support local schools, recognizing that the students were coming out um, without the skills they had to be employable. So he organized his own nonprofit, gathered other law students. So 35 of them were going out into these schools in Nigeria, taking half of the students and bringing them into other classrooms and teaching them. So I said to Jacob um, in those early discussions, I don't have resources at this point that I can share, but what I can share with you is professional development. I'm happy to train your young law students. And when I say young, some of them are 17 years old, volunteering their time as teachers in Nigerian classrooms. So you'll see here what PD looks like for them. They gathered around his one laptop in an internet cafe, hanging on every word I said, as I talked to them about what education looks like in that year, which at that time it was about 2018. So education around the world. When I talk to teachers um, about global education and how we all can come together and make change, before I came across the SDGs, a lot of times teachers couldn't see themselves in this conversation of globalization. They really didn't know where they fit in. But then all of a sudden, the United Nations and our world gifted us, as I believe, um, these 17 goals that we have agreed upon as a world to work for and reach by the year 2030. And they cover a lot of different topics. Um, we have our very own goal with quality education in SDG4. But I believe just like all of the students in a class um, are belonging to the teacher who's working with them. The same thing goes for all of the goals. So teachers are working on life below water and life on land and zero hunger and have been for a very long time. But seeing it in this type of format, it becomes this roadmap for us going forward. I'd love to share this photo because for me, this was the beginning of my Teach SDGs journey. So this is a few of us educators joining at the UN and they had said to us, we're with you. We're interested in finding ways to bring the SDGs to classrooms. So we left that day after that meeting, went on to the steps of the UN building and said, what do we do next? We really didn't know. We're educators. This isn't something that we've had experience in. So we took what we did know and we created that hashtag teach SDGs starting from two educators to four to 17 to now over 50,000 educators who are working for these SDG goals. And I'll share in a minute on ways that we've found for teachers to get involved and engaged. And in a general way, you can shape the world. But as I talk to teachers, sometimes in education, I find we get very overwhelmed. Education is quite a massive machine, no matter which country you are in. So when you're at the level of the classroom, sometimes you can think, but what can I possibly do to make a difference at scale? 
So I wanted to share a couple stories with you today. And the first is about making an imprint and being uh, open for opportunities for learning as an educator. So someone who made an imprint on me is my student, Amy. So now I moved uh, at the university level. So this is a student I worked with. She was a pre-service teacher and I had just um, finished up my year and got a message from Amy. And she said to me, tomorrow is my first day of summer after my first year of teaching kindergarten. And for anyone joining who's ever taught kindergarten, it is hard. It is very challenging and wonderful. So hearing from Amy, I was like, I'm clearing my calendar, dropping everything. I'm coming to have breakfast with you. So I met with Amy and she shared about um, her year, which was, it was a tough year. She had uh, a, a very full classroom of young children, shared about all of this. And then all of a sudden, Amy's posture completely changed. And she started telling me the story. She goes, you are gonna be so proud of me. I did a global collaboration project. And for her kindergartners, they joined a project with 25 other classrooms around the alphabet. So the English ABCs, and they were H for hippo. We don't have a lot of hippos here in Florida, but Amy told me how they learned about hippos and then they shared with other classrooms and then the classroom shared back with her. So inspired by Amy, I went home that night and said, hmm, 26 letters of the English alphabet, 17 SCGs, maybe I could create a similar project and there could be teachers who want to join in from around the world with me. So I went online, I made a quick and free uh, logo, <laughs> shared it into a quick free website, nothing professional again, I'm a um, classroom teacher and said in a tweet, big news because it was big for me, introducing the goals project. I gave it a name, I shared that link and I said, it's free, it's open to all K-12 classrooms please join as I wanted to get 16 other classrooms to join with me. Within about 24 hours, we had over 300 classrooms join. And for our first year of the goals project, we ended up having 2000 classrooms from all around the world join in. And you can see here, we're able to share some of the projects uh, as divided by global goals. So they each were assigned a goal. They're doing projects around advocacy. They're inventing solutions. They're creating theater productions, recording songs. Some of them just ended with a question, but they were able to come together. At the time we had it for four weeks, but they were able to learn about ways they could take action. Teachers and students coming together as co-learners and also storytellers as they shared back out with the world. So that was year one. Now we've moved into 2021. We have our annual goals project kicking off today on January 25th. We have over 2000 classrooms joining from over a hundred countries who are gonna be coming together for six weeks in this problem or project around inquiry. And this year, our theme is environmental stewardship. So we are all in on committing to environmental justice and climate change. And we really believe this is the year for classrooms to get involved. So we have, you'll see here, this is, uh, we just finished up securing all of our volunteer facilitators. So each of our groups will be led by a teacher from around the world. And you can see we have students as young as age three. So we have our pre-K K groups all the way up 
through college and they're going to be led by these teacher leaders. All right, so I want to kind of finish up here on um, this idea of show up as you. And so I mentioned that it took me quite a while on my journey to discovering my own identity as a global educator. But when I think back, this is a picture of me when I was eight years old and um, that was the year where uh, there was a, a famine in Ethiopia and I took notice and gathered as many pennies, nickels and dimes that I could to donate. And for me, um, that was just the beginning. So I started off with this interest and love of what was happening on our planet, but then quickly fell back into, I'm a teacher in Florida, this is my classroom, these are my students that I need to be teaching. Then once I met Lloyd's and when I was having conversations with Jacob and his team of volunteers, I realized that we didn't have to be apologetic for who we are as educators. And we can really own those passions that brought us to the profession. My university students today, they come to me with a very clear why. They know why they want to be a teacher. And almost all of them say, I wanna make a difference in the world and I wanna do it through teaching. So finding ways to ensure that we stay as closely connected to that purpose as we can by showing up as you. And last work, I just would love to share this message of celebration of our world of teachers. And I think our teachers have really pushed beyond their comfort zones in this past year and they've shown up. They've shown that we are a resilient and resourceful bunch and that we are going to do whatever it takes to make sure our students, be it the students in our classrooms or the students across the planet, have access to ideas and information and access to opportunities. So any of you joining for this very special day of celebration, I applaud you and I'm cheering you on and I'd love to continue the conversation and connect. Thank you very, very much for sharing in your life and with us here today on International Day of Education and congratulations on kicking off this year's goal project today. Now get back to work. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. This is an extraordinary opportunity to celebrate our world of teachers and students and count me in for that next conversation.